Welcome to the dog days of summer edition of At The Buzzer. We are in the hottest months of the year. What would be typically described as the middle of the off season. Another co-host, me, Jack Barsh, for your Ralphie Report podcasting needs over there. <clears throat> Sam, how are you? Uh, I'm fairly well. I've had some grad school uh, issues right now because I was supposed to leave in august but it looks like i'm staying here to cover what like my fifth or sixth season of cu sports well uh <laughs> i'll chalk that up to wishful thinking but uh yeah I, it sounds like you're having a hard time getting out of the united states uh and i wonder why <laughs> other countries wouldn't let you do that yeah <sighs> I yeah I, I wasn't supposed to go anywhere that's like having issues with the virus but it's whatever. It's whatever. I don't know. I'm impartial to it at this point. You know, I don't think it's you going anywhere that has issues with the virus. I think it's you coming from a place that has issues with the virus. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I just think that this problem could be solved with, like, a test. I could, like, go to the airport and take a test if we had, like, widespread testing, like Taiwan or Japan. But we do not. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, I we are thankful that college football is also on the brink of collapse, much like the Lebanese economy. Um, this so is we the only to- college football podcast that will make that segue <laughs> as a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thankfully, we actually do have something to talk about today. We're not just going to pull something out of our ass. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's better because I think we're better off the cuff than we are talking about real news. Look, the, we are the, the <clears throat> we are the, the the physical manifestation of the Mark Twain quote: "Don't argue with someone stupid because it'll drag them down to your level and beat you from experience." <laughs> so we're better from that lower level because of experience. All these people that have topics to discuss and have nuanced, measured opinions, rational takes—not for us. That's not us. Uh-oh. We, we're like Tadball. We want to drag people down into the mud. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what, what is this actual thing there to talk about? Well, I mean, aside from just the overarching coronavirus pandemic news, this is actually taking a real effect on college football at the moment because the Big Ten announced on Tuesday that they're dropping non-conference football and they're only going to do their conference schedule. So it's going to be abbreviated for at the very least. And they're doing this early. There's a bunch of other programs that are like cutting games, cutting programs, all trying to save money to lessen the effects of the virus. I don't know why the Big Ten thinks that the virus won't affect them if they only play each other. But yeah, because you still got to go from Minnesota to Maryland. Yeah, I think that the main thing is like, you know, if you're only playing each other, it's a smaller testing pool than playing non-conference teams who then have to deal with their own conference, like, you know, all that yeah, stuff. The, but the, the other the, the other lead that was buried in that um, announcement is, is the important part that they said, if there is fall sports, it's going to be conference only. 
if there's Baltimore. I think it's looking more and more likely that, uh, and especially with rumors that other conferences are going to follow suit, following a conference-only schedule at least. Um, I think it's looking more and more likely to the point where I have a little wager down with our editor that I don't think there's going to be fall sports, at least in the way that we, in the fall. In the fall. What are you getting at? I, I don't think that f- football will happen in, in the fall for college football this year. I don't think that um, college basketball will even start in, in November. I really think that if they have a chance, they're going to push it back as much as they can to give states in this, the country enough time to at least maybe hopefully develop a vaccine and distribute it at that point or um, ride out at least this wave. Hopefully people <laughs> – the behaviors change and there is less, you know, uh, concern of skyrocketing cases at the, at the point that they start it. I don't know. I don't think that uh, conference play in fall will even happen. I do think that a, they're still going to keep it to just conference play, but I think it'll be in the spring. Yeah, I, I don't see how this happens. It's not like this is in any sort of a bubble. And a lot of these schools are even moving online. They just have their football teams on campus, which looks horrible from an optics perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just don't see how, like, CU goes down to play at College Station to go play where coronavirus cases are skyrocketing in Texas. Yeah, that's, want... that's for sure not happening. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure not happening. And really, I don't see, like, this isn't a bubble. Like, I really, I am confident that the NBA will, like, finish their season in the bubble. I think that as long as there aren't any, like, um, service workers who are like going out to party and transmitting the virus that way. I think that the NBA season will actually finish out without uh, disaster, because like the other sports in the other countries, even in England where things are pretty bad, uh, the Premier League has gone on without really much of a blip. So um, I, this this isn't one of those situations because these these are a hundred football players on each team they're not getting paid why would they even participate in a bubble the the best they're going to do is wear masks and not go to bars but yeah well expecting college students to not act uh like they live forever or that they are immortal is fool's errand i think everyone understands that i don't think that's a indictment on college kids i i I don't think we should ask them to try to shift their behavior so in such a different direction because we want them to play a game that we like to watch for free. I don't think that's a good value proposition for them. And I don't think that that will happen. Thankfully Um, to your point about online schooling, you know, Michigan's governor already said that the state of Michigan will not play college football if they don't have all students on campus. Um, And that's obviously a pretty big indicator for other states, I should say, not countries. Um, and Ohio State just paused all workouts because of the amount of positive tests they're getting from their athletes. Um, and if, I, if Ohio State is doing that, there's no way that other s- schools won't eventually follow suit. The other thing that we haven't mentioned yet is, is the Pac- – this is more CU-related. The, the Pac-12 is expected to announce from like a million people have said this, expected to announce similarly to the Big Ten, the moving to a conference-only schedule, um, which means <laughs> – like you said, no Texas A&M game for sure. And for C specifically, that means the Rocky Mountain Showdown is done. That, that means it's ended. Yeah, and they don't have to go up to Fort Collins. Yeah, imagine. The, 
when was the last time CSU hosted that game? Oh. I don't know. I, don't I definitely not in this 20-year stretch because there's been two Folsom <laughs> games, and this was supposed to be the return game. Um, yeah, that, that's so funny that we wouldn't have to do that. You know what? Let me look this up the last time they, they hosted it. But uh, that's – I mean, it's unfortunate, absolutely, for at least the CSU side, but it's definitely um, – it's also, I mean, I don't know how you even do bowl games. I really don't because bowl games would be, what, it's 500 or above. So maybe you just shorten that to, like, if you win four games or five games. I, but. Don't, I mean, I feel like bowl games shouldn't be happening. I feel like they're pointless anyway, to be honest. The last they're, time CSU hosted was 1955. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a big deal for them. <laughs> oh, no, I lied. Sorry, 1996. Oh, okay. Well, Okay. So. When number eight Colorado um, defeated Colorado State forty-eight to thirty-four. Okay, continue. Uh, close, close game for CSU there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this was actually when when what was it? Sonny Lubeck was the coach, or my nineteen ninety-six. That that should be the Sonny Lubeck era, yeah. But that oh, was okay. that was okay. the uh, the Rick Neuheisel second year of the Rick Neuheisel era. Preseason number oh, five okay. Colorado. Anyways, um, you were saying wow, how they fucked that up. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, I was talking about bowl games. I think they're pointless anyway. I can't see how you oh could possibly... God. Oh, we're going to fight so hard about this. Oh, man, we're going to fight. You can't possibly send someone to the fucking Sun Bowl in these conditions. Because no one's going to go. It's really just a, like, just a postseason scrimmage What that's designed, as you're going to bring up, to gain younger players more practices, like a month more of time. But really, why are we doing that? I don't think that that really matters, except for maybe the playoffs should happen, and I think probably the playoffs should happen because it's only four teams and three games. But the other ones I'm not so sure about. The the Rose Bowl and such and such would be tougher because those ones do mean something, but the mid-level bowl games that we'd be looking at, uh, don't, I don't think those should happen. Yeah, I think I think you're crazy. I think that's in fact, if you do get rid of the season, the one thing you do is play a bowl game, um, and you could just do random matchups, and I'd still watch. And well, it's not about whether or not you'd watch. Well, for the kids, I mean, it's the original bowl game purpose was to give college football teams an opportunity to go south, especially northern college football teams, go to a tropical environment and play one game. That's yeah, why, it was like, a vacation. That's right, what I'm the saying. Rose Bowl is like all these teams truck out to California and you play in this giant stadium for all these uh, fans and then you, and you truck back to Minnesota and survive the winter. And well, Yeah, like the University, the University of Denver Pioneers in like 1952 or whatever, they went to the Hawaii Bowl, played against like a high school football team. I think they lost and then they played the Hawaii Bowl like three days later. It was just a Hawaii vacation for them. So why care. is that wrong? Why is, why don't you want to do that? Because we shouldn't be going on vacation right now. Well, oh, absolutely. I'm not saying let's do bowl <laughs> games right now. Half of these players play those games hungover. You don't want <laughs> and that's a bad thing. Half of these, probably, a lot of these players play normal games hungover. <laughs> that's true. Uh, we don't want we don't want them to be at the bars in the first place. We don't want to be sending them on airplanes to these random ass places 
wherever they're spiking because currently things are spiking in the south although this, i feel like this is going to be it's going to change what's spiking based on the time of year but well so and uh, i guess here's my dream and let me know if this isn't true but for cu so I just say let's throw non-con out anyways, no matter when the season happened. I don't think that any, anyone's going to want to play non-conference games because that's still a lot of risk. So let's say by February 2020, they've distributed enough of a vaccine that's proven to be enough successful where the risk is managed. Not saying it's still not going to be there, but let's say that that's possible, that the, the season can happen in the spring without endangering uh, college students' health for little, no pay, right? Yeah. If that does happen, I think it'll be a sports fan's dream because I think the NFL will go on because those players are technically being compensated. And I think it's a lot easier for us to stomach that because, you know, they're getting paid to do that. Um, the NFL has a Super Bowl in February where no one's in attendance. The Super Bowl goes on. Everyone, literally everyone watches because no one's going and there's nothing else happening. The next week is when the college football season would start, or maybe two weeks after that. So, you know, a little later in February is when the college football season starts. That's going to be really cold for a lot of Big Ten schools and um, other schools, but it's still going to be decent weather-wise. And if you have to follow the same schedule, where there's 12 or 10 games out of the year, and you could probably keep the bye weeks, honestly. Um, for CU, that would mean a conference – nine game conference schedule starting in February, which honestly would be pretty shitty weather in Colorado, but on pretty good in California and Arizona might even be more Home livable game. to play in Arizona in February than September. Home game against Oregon. Yeah. That'll, that'll, I mean, that'll be in March, which is when a lot of snow usually dumps in Colorado, but, but that you would know, be their first, that'd be their first game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's how you kick it off. And if, if we follow the schedule, the bowl game would be in May, right? So if CU somehow does make it to a bowl on this weird, tiny schedule, that May bowl game, I think at that point, will be risk-mitigated enough where that would happen still. Okay, I think that this is projecting so far into something that we don't know on so many levels. I like... This is my idea. best case, is what this is, yeah. This is your best case. I thought on Slack that you you'd be upset if they had spring football. Well, I would, I mean, yeah, I'm bored as shit. I don't want to be bored for like six more months. That's, that's correct. You don't um, want to watch baseball and basketball in the NFL? Well, one of those things interests me and in the NBA is even only semi interesting. Okay. Look, um, only amateur sports at this point really gets my blood pumping, which is, that's Sad, wild, you but that's go, true. Why don't you go watch some like little t-ball game? If you're really, if you're really missing those amateur sports, <laughs> go be like a referee. That'll make you a little side money. Maybe I will be a referee. Though we are assuming that these amateur sports will be available in the fall, because I'm not. I thought that Brian Howell just posted a picture of him at his daughter's softball game. Uh, number one, great. We're great little. Input of Brian Howell. Check will be in the mail, please, Brian, for that. Uh, it's a little influence of marketing. But may, I think he did, and I think that these things are happening. I don't think that, as Minnesota's case is, as you said, as the outbreak moves through to different states, I don't think that um, a lot of people will feel comfortable in the, in the fall, especially if school's still online. But, you know, I don't know. 
no one knows these things. What I think is happening is because no one knows these things, a lot of colleges are doing, in my opinion, what is a overdue uh, move in that they are trying their best to make sure that fans are ready for college football to not exist in the way that we expect it to in the fall. Which sucks. For CU fans especially, it sucks because this was a really fun non-con year too. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with it. I I think that if this would be the season that just gets canceled, it's a it's a rebuilding season for the offense. Um, I'm also curious to see how we go five and seven against the nine game schedule. So that would be fun if we did that. Do you? Uh, I'm also really proud of everybody who took the the under on the CU win total of three point five. You don't think they're adjusting the numbers at all? You think they're going to keep that at 3.5 if we play 3.5 games? If people took bets, are those still valid or are they null? Uh, no, they'll probably return those bets um, unless they just – or they might adjust the win total. I doubt they would just uh, adjust the win total. Hmm. They would probably return the money and then adjust the win total. But either way, it's um, – Three and a half is is probably pretty optimistic right now. But call, I mean, the the big story is that college football has now decided for sure that it's not going to be the same. It's not. It's this year is going to be radically different, which is what we so, knew already, but now it's confirmed. I have a question, as this pertains to mostly the Oregon Ducks. If we see a season that moves to the spring. The NFL draft is probably not going to change spots. Do you think that some of the best players are going to drop out in order to train for the NFL draft and to make sure they don't get injured? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I don't – I mean, when is the draft? Like June? Or is it in April? It's – I think it's in April. I mean, they'll probably um, move it back if the – I don't think they should. Move back. Why, why don't you think why that? Would, why would the NFL move that back? They, because they have – Already. To watch another season of, of players? <laughs> I mean, uh, no, no, no. There, there would be players who would have to prove themselves. But you don't need any more film on Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Penny so- Duel. Did I say that right? I don't know how to say Penny. I don't think it's Penny, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just pronouncing Stool also like Stool Hall at CU. <laughs> I think that is correct. I don't think it's Sewell or whatever. Yeah. Okay, anyway, you don't need more video on these guys. You already know that they're going to be top five, top ten picks. If anything, you would kind of hope, like, you kind of want Sewell to drop out if you're an NFL team because you don't want him injured. Yeah, well, exactly. And, in fact, Sewell probably also wants to do that because, like you said, he has nothing left to prove. And this might be – people have talked about this got, previously, too. He, he got Heisman votes as a left tackle. That's insane. As a sophomore left tackle, true sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and then that whole secondary in Oregon, they're probably all going to be like first or second round picks, maybe. And they proved themselves last year. Like Javon Holland should have gone to the NFL last year, but he he came back to win. So maybe he stays, but maybe he just dips because he is already. They already know who he is. Um. I think you only see that in the top five to ten 
draft prospects if that does happen. If if so, okay. And this like triple hypothetical, we've jumped down. So now we're okay. College football's in the spring. <laughs> there's no comp. There's no non-conference games. NFL is business as usual. Super Bowl ends on February seventh. Draft is in two months. You think NFL and these players? Some players would be like, I don't need to prove anything else. Screw this. I'm not going to risk injury or risk even infection or whatever at that point. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to drop out and just do draft prep. Yeah, I think so. That might, I mean, that might be what happens. I don't think that would happen for like the entire first round or anything. I think that would happen like for the first five people maybe. Yeah, I'm saying that this – not the first five, I think. I think it would be disproportionately – the players who have already proved themselves to be first round picks and the players who still need to prove themselves like Keaton Slovis, they would still be playing. I need to make sure Keaton Slovis is draft level. I don't think he is. is he a, was he a redshirt freshman last year? Um, he might have been a true freshman last year. Oh, damn. He was a true freshman? Damn, he's good. Well, he's okay. Okay, well, I mean, he's good for a true freshman then. Oh, man, no, he's a sophomore. Anyway, the point is that I think players who would still try to be proving proving themselves would play at least part of the season and still help their teams compete. And the players who really care about winning would still play regardless of their draft position being affected. But I, I think it would still have an effect. CU wouldn't really be affected because, thank God, goodness, we don't have any LaVisca Chenaults on this team who would be wise to drop out. No, I think the only, like, guy anywhere near that range is, I think Mustafa Johnson's a surefire draft pick, but I don't think he's a surefire, like, first-round draft pick or anything. No, because he would have left after junior year if that was – if yeah. he was, like, guaranteed top three rounds. Well, so <sighs> – I mean, the other weird thing is it's a weird year to have a first time. It's just like this is the weirdest time to have a first time head coach. I don't even know if it's a bad or a good time. I, it's it's definitely like it's harder to build those relationships, but it's also harder for everyone else to build those relationships. And the longer that everyone else, every other team can't host official visits, the better your chances are uh, of getting in someone's ear. It's weird. It's it's and if you end up not playing your first year of, of prep, you know, the classic refrain is that the second year is like usually a pretty big jump uh for a new coach and then the third year is kind of a, a down down one as, as the as a cycle as almost all of their new players. I wonder if that still exists. Like would Carl Durrell still have a second year jump if there was no first year games? because he was still in here for, like, the first year and a half or whatever. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, would Brendan Lewis gain experience in practice? Would that count? Would he? Would they redshirt him? <laughs> would they? That's good. Well, does, it, does he even need to redshirt? Would everyone just get a redshirt? I'm assuming that everyone would keep their scholarships, right? Oh, I, don't, I don't think yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, last year for the, the spring sports that all got canceled, they, they retained their eligibility. Um, All the graduating seniors have one more year left. Right. So Tyler Lida will then also hold his eligibility, which means there is no Brendan Lewis show. 
And if it does move into spring, or if we think that it will move into spring, does recruiting a grad transfer quarterback get more and more viable because he has more and more time to like learn the offense, blah, blah, blah. I mean, is that something we need to think about? We'd also be seeing a slew of graduate transfers with two years remaining. Um, well, absolutely. And we'd also see, especially as I believe the Pac-12 allows for, what was it, no loss of eligibility in between Pac-12 schools, right? Or something like that? I didn't know that, but yeah. I, it's a brand new rule they passed, but I think it was going to go into effect this next year. So I don't know. That, that might be something as well. Uh, how how would this affect basketball, do you think? Well, it's technically a winter sport, right? Um, I don't I, – I saw a story today that some schools are looking into canceling their buy games at the beginning of the year, especially from schools that are in high coronavirus areas. Um, so that means less games overall, especially at the beginning. For CEU, that means – I don't know. It's, it's – yeah, there's no way that people are going to do off-site comp- – like uh, non-conference tournaments like the Champions Classic or the um, Maui Invitational. I don't think that's happening at all. I mean, do you? No, I don't think so. And I think the, the tournament CU has signed up for is surely going to be which is too bad because uh, is this the Chicago? No, the Chicago one was last year. This one is, I think it's in Hawaii. I don't remember. Well, um, I'm looking it up right now. So am I. Who can type in cubuffs.com faster? I got it. Oh, shit. I clicked on the wrong season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So did I. No! Oh, I don't want to this is riveting radio. This is I don't riveting. Want to five straight losses. Oh man! Honestly, um, we were both relieved when the NCAA tournament was canceled, right? Yeah. Well, it's well, it kind of sucks because now Lucas Seward is technically the only tab oil player to never have gone to a tournament, which is like that I mean, doesn't count. Some people are. Yeah, it's annoying. And this is like last year's team was obviously one of the best teams in recent memory, despite the complete and utter collapse. But we don't get to. We didn't have to watch them collapse further which is a plus i guess yeah yeah i don't think they would have turned it around as like the seventh uh it was the pac-12 coast-to-coast challenge where they take on tcu in las vegas that might still happen honestly oh yeah yeah yeah. well i thought they were in another tournament too like a real Um, tournament not just the 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 interconference games i'm not seeing one well, maybe I'm hallucinating. Maybe it was never announced. I don't even know. I don't even remember what I'm looking at. I've been so – I haven't even been on Twitter lately, and I just haven't seen any sports news for, like, a month at least, aside from, like, the, the huge news, like the ones we're talking about today. Right. Well, I, I think regardless, CU is pretty lucky to be in a state that's done, I think, relatively well managing the coronavirus risk and in a – a uh, conference that takes it seriously. I mean, California is obviously um, a giant hotspot now as well, especially LA County. So I doubt, I mean, USC just announced they're going to likely go fully online in, in 2020. I don't think that means that USC football will play games as we know them. Like, I think that's a pretty big nail in the coffin 
that I don't think USC is playing football in the fall. Okay. That's a big deal. And if USC is not, is the rest of the conference really going to do it? I don't think so. I'm curious who Notre Dame plays in a non-conference-only schedule. Well, that's another interesting thing that's been happening. I saw a proposal to add BYU and Notre Dame temporarily into the Big 12 to solve that. Um, I I I would be more than happy into letting them flounder and hope I don't get to play any games um, if it is just a conference-only schedule. And I think that they get to sit in the bed that they made. And if if they think they're so special that they don't get to be in part of a conference, then you don't get to be part of a conference. That's what I would say, but I'm also not a big Notre Dame guy, so. We this, we we tried to have uh, Chase Howell on this podcast. He would have he would have refuted because he's oh, a Notre he, Dame. Is guy. he a Notre Dame guy? Yes, he's a Notre Dame guy. <laughs> Definitely don't, don't read Chase Howell's reporting then in Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we 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 do have some last news. Is that I didn't actually get the email, but Benjamin Burroughs slash at Rumble in Buffalo mm-hmm. tweeted that in the last um, season ticket holder email, they buried the lead that Ralphie Six has been chosen and she is in training. So yeah, this great. was one of my very, very, very few and far between um, slightly inside scoops that was slightly ahead of the public. <laughs> As I kind of knew, I, I knew that they were they had a candidate in mind, and I'm glad that that she has passed the test. Um, but will we see her run? It was it good to have her to get her another year of training? Probably <laughs> that worked out well. Yeah, is this a good year to have that red shirt? It's good. To be, how much year? How many years of eligibility does Ralphie? Was it Ralphie six? Right? No. Well, Ralphie five was retired because she was too fast and too strong. Yeah, which is the way to go into retirement. I know. I love her so much. I think she – I think Ralphie 5 has to be – how would you power rank the Ralphies? Um, I don't know enough around 1, 2, and 3 other than, you know, their um, non-peace – like their alcohol nicknames, I guess. But um, – I mean, Ralphie four was cool because she was fine with the blanket um, being on her back, and and Ralphie five hated it. So, that, I think that's the main difference, right? Ralphie five, I think, was a bigger, better runner, lasted longer, but Ralphie four um, allowed you to, you know, you could say have the blanket. I'm sure you've seen the blanket in front of the Ralphie statue that has the CU versus opponent stitched onto it and saying "beat the opponent's nickname." She ran with that on, which I think is badass. I would love if Ralphie Six brought that back. Did did uh, Ralphie Four get loose? Um, I'm sure there was that video way back when of at the at the spring game was it? Well, that was Ralphie Five at her, at her oh, first yeah, yeah, but yeah. Ralphie Four. There's that image of of Tom Osborne not allowing. Ralphie to have her normal path into the trailer because his team was there. So he forced the trainers to push her left. Um, and I, I think that's one of them. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know much about Ralphie Four's. So I guess less storied past. 
Oh, and and uh, I know that the basically the blanket is the main thing that separated them. I think. So Rafi three, winning us Rafi for sure, right? She won a uh, national yes. title. Yes, definitely Rafi three. Won a national title. She retired in ninety seven. Good year. Good year. Mm-hmm. Um. Ralphie Four was born in 1997. Oh, a month a month after me. <laughs> you and Ralphie Four, um, but you did not. Yeah. You did not die uh, in March 19th, 2017. So, so, so Ralphie Five, I personally like Ralphie Five the most. Also, I'm gonna see. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Audio brilliance, baby. <laughs> this is the content. We're here. <laughs> I personally like Ralphie Five the most because she got loose, because she retired, because she was so power powerful. She was also the losingest Ralphie, but that's not her fault. That's Dan Hawkins' fault. And man, I'm partial to Ralphie Five. She, she's my favorite. Uh, yeah, I believe, and I believe. Let's see, Ralphie Four was the first one. Uh, in the Ted Turner lineage on the Ted Turner ranch. So Ralphie Five also came from a different Turner ranch. Um, well, that's also a big part of the program as well. Yeah, also Ted Turner was supposed to have bison all over uh, Boulder. You know, on the drop from 36 when you go from like Westminster yeah. into Boulder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was supposed to be just bison all over. But the Boulder parks and open space didn't think they could maintain that that's lame you know what i'm reading uh an amazing book about the california gold rush in 1849 yeah um that that talks about the wagon trains that went from basically missouri through colorado and utah to california oregon and uh holy god the we need buffalo back at that level the reason they were completely killed is basically because all these wagon trains, as, as far as this book is concerned, uh, like a Buffalo hunt was like a, basically a break from the boredom for all these, these travelers going West. So they wouldn't even, you know, they would, they would use like 3% of the herd that they killed, but it was, they were so bored. They would see a Buffalo and all these men in these wagon trains would do a Buffalo hunt where they just all shot a Buffalo and then they would just leave the carcasses. That's awful. <sighs> The Colorado Buffaloes, as what I'm saying, should uh, <laughs> lead a aggressive breeding program to bring it back to 1840 levels and then release that throughout the Mountain West and stake their claim as America's team. Yeah, and while we're at it, Denver Pioneers, change your name, please. Look, you, you want to move to Colorado? That's fine. You just have to, you can't kill a buffalo. You have to make sure they don't live on your property. Good luck. Good luck. That's what I want. Also, I saw a bear the other night. That was cool. I love Boulder. Love, in Boulder, huh? Yeah, I love being in a place where I'm literally afraid of bears and mountain lions. <laughs> That's how it should be is what I'm saying. That's absolutely how it should be. You should be scared for your life if you go outside of your, your, the human habitat. This if is Buffalo are, country, baby. Yes. Okay. Um, do we have any other news? Levante Chenault getting a DUI, or well, maybe we don't know. Being arrested, being arrested on suspicion of DUI. I've seen um, it being contested, but that's probably insider information. I don't have anything. 
going on? Uh, no, I don't have anything either. It's it sounds like unfortunately for everyone that listens to us, the the off season is going to be so much longer. <laughs> it's going to be and so long. Have, and you had Eric Olson committing. You want to talk about that? Oh yeah, that is beautiful. Actually, Taylor Embry showing his value. So uh, Eric Olson <laughs> from Heritage High School in Littleton, Colorado. So a one of three highly sought after in-state tight ends. And in fact, one of two highly sought after in-state tight ends from Heritage, which is interesting. But um, Terrence Ferguson is the other one. He just committed to Oregon about a month ago. And um, Gunnar, Gunnar Helm, Heim, I think, I forgot which one, is the last one. He is definitely the highest profile. He has offers from everyone. But uh, Eric Olson is the last, and he has a very solid offer. He picked CU over Notre Dame, UCLA, Washington. I forgot the other Pac-12 school, but it was a nice uh, list to beat out for an in-state tight end. He's a full-package tight end, so um, he will block and catch, and he's pretty big. He's one of the, he's going to be one of the bigger ones on campus when he joins. So it was a nice little get for Taylor Embry and uh, Carl Durrell, though I'm still very concerned about Southern California as a as a recruiting hotbed because there's hasn't been a lot of activity down there despite the staff supposedly having a lot of connections. Yeah, I mean, I I just like that Taylor Embry. He I feel like he is going to be such a good recruiter because he was there to help develop George Kittle. And if he says, look, he was a fifth round pick, now he's possibly getting a max contract. What what can I do for you? <laughs> Plus, you can say, you know, my dad is the best tight end coach of all time. That's another good thing to say. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a really good thing to say. Yeah, I I also didn't even consider how good of a coach John Embry was when he's not running a full program. Off the top of your head, who is the best tight end John Embry coach at CU? Are we not going to say Daniel Graham? I feel like it's Daniel Graham. No, sorry. When he was the head coach. Is it Nick Casa? Are we going to say Nick Casa? <laughs> I think it has to be Nick Casa, which is weird because he was a defensive end. Yeah, that's. I mean, that whole time is a strange time. I don't yeah, know. Do I, I'm expecting more from Demetrius Martin, hopefully, on the recruiting side, and hopefully that does eventually happen, especially because he has so many Southern California connections, but there really hasn't been anything to see there yet. Maybe part of that's because he can't visit anyone in person or bring anyone out, but it's um, – I don't know, something to watch. It's also Carl Durrell's area of expertise, Southern California. So I'd, I would hope that there's this poll there eventually. And I can't believe that you're just using that to distract from my bait to talk about the deep cut all-stars from the Ember years. How am I'm, I supposed to talk about that? Because I don't want to do that. It's because I don't want to do that. <laughs> all I want to do, I just want to talk about Douglas Rippey. That's all I want. Um, okay, I don't. And you sure can. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. All right, is that are we are we good? Uh, yeah, we're good. I guess it just sucks that college football is not going to happen, especially right after I recorded a two-hour football preview podcast with these uh, Oregon guys. Well, it's okay because we have other sports that I enjoy more that are still happening. Oh God, don't make me watch <laughs> baseball. I can't do um, it. No, no, no. You know I, don't I can't do it. I, I don't want to watch baseball. It sucks, either. dude. Stop. Baseball sucks. I started getting bored with it like two years ago. Stop watching it. I used to watch every game I could. Man, it's sad. All right. On that note, Jack. 
I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. Bye. Bye. Buzz. Buzz.